Blog Talk Radio. You can follow the show on Twitter, NCMMA underscore radio. Also, check out NickCatoneFitness.com. You can find out all about our school or our academy or things like that. In today's show, we have a very special guest, um, an up-and-coming fighter, number 12 in the world, the light heavyweight fighter, on the, just making a great run in the UFC. He's going to be on the UFC 196 card. He's won two in a row. He's ultimate fighter, 19 winner. He's got a big resume here. So uh, it's our good friend, Corey Anderson. Corey, how you doing, man? This is Tyson. What's going on, Tyson? Thanks for having me on the show. Just hanging out, oh. having fun, getting ready to have a good show. Yeah, Corey, thank you for your time, man. I know you're busy with your training camp, but I guess at this point you're probably winding down to one of your last sparring sessions, right? Yes, sir. Tomorrow night, last one. Now, Corey, the one thing I, I, we watch you at, at NCMA, you, your work ethic is just tireless. I mean, if anybody follows you, like, on Twitter or Instagram, which, you know, it's, you're a great follower. I'll give you a Twitter handle. It's Corey A underscore MMA. You're always training, man. Two a days, three days. Can you describe your like your training program? I mean, it's like you say, I'm always working. I'm just, I, mean, I really don't have a, I have a set schedule, but at the same time, it's just like at least as I, eh, as long as I get three workouts a day, I need to get at least three workouts a day. I can sleep good at night. If I'm not getting three. I gotta get up and get something done. But I usually start the morning off with something that Ricardo made us, either jujitsu or sparring, or some drilling with a coach or a teammate. And then, um, then from there, it's whatever the coaches say I should do after that. It'd be um, let's spar tonight. Or it's usually sparring Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. But like right now, since I've been getting close to the end of the fight week, Coach Mark Henry been calling me and kind of switching the schedule up through the day. And since I'm a full-time fighter, I mean it's no problem. I don't have to adjust my schedule. I just change my training regimen. So, you know, if Coach says spar today, I go spar. And after spar, I go hit the bag or get to the gym and go run. And then later that night, I might go to a wrestling gym and wrestle. Or if I have to travel up north to get some work or up to uh, New York to get some work, I go to New York to get some work. I go to Trenton to get some boxing. I go to Trenton to get some boxing. It's just whatever I feel I need to get, whatever my body is up to and energy level is capable of doing, we're going to get it done. If I can get five workouts in a day and still be home and get in bed, get enough hours, well, we're going to get five today. And that's just when I wake up, that's the mindset. How many are we going to get today? What are we going to do first? Let's go. So. No, and it's impressive, man. Just, you know, just as, as a fan of yours and just as students watching you, just your work ethic, you're like relentless, man, and the results are showing for themselves. I mean, you're obviously improving every day. How important is, like, nutrition and rest with all the training that you do? <laughs> I mean, nutrition and rest is the most important part of what I do. If I'm not eating right and I'm not wrestling enough, there's no way I can do it. Like my college wrestling coach and also my wrestling coach now in fighting always told me there's no such thing as overtraining. 
long as you're getting the proper rest and proper nutrition, your body is good to keep going. When your body is tired, rest. When your body is asleep, if you sleep and you wake up before your alarm, that means you rest it. Get up. If you sleep and you sleep through your alarm, that means you need a little more sleep. That means you're not resting enough. So if you're to the point where I'm at the point where every morning I wake up literally two minutes before my alarm goes off. I wake up, I grab my phone, if I know the alarm is about to go off, and I just shut it off, and I'm up and at it because I'm getting the proper amount of sleep. I make sure I go to bed around the same time every night. My body is on the same sleep schedule. A lot of people say, oh, I go to sleep whenever. You know, sometimes I'm up watching TV until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and then the next night they'll be in bed at 11. And then you're, then you're waking up super early, and by the time you start training, you're already tired again. I try to go to sleep around the same time every night, either midnight or 1 o'clock. I'm up by 7. That means I'm getting at least 6 hours of sleep. That's all my body needs. I probably catch a quick nap in between training. Like I eat a lunch, shower, eat lunch, lay down for about 20 minutes, and I'm back up getting stuff done. And you know, with eating, I mean, especially when I get a fight, I try to eat nothing but clean things. I might have one cheat day, but even when I cheat, I don't eat too bad. I still try to eat lean meat if I'm going to eat a lot of meat. Like, I'm going to bulk up on meat or something, it's going to be lean meat. Or I get a lot of pasta, it's going to be whole wheat pasta and good ingredients and good seasonings in my pasta with, like, uh, ground turkey meat or venison, ground venison. So it's stuff that's fueling me and helping me progress when I get back in the training. No, and like I said, you can see it, man. You look you look like you're, you're lean, but you're powerful and things like that. How important is, like, your coaches and your teamwork, your teammates? Because we see it, like, when we're training, we always see you working with, you know, Mark Henry and Frankie Perez and all these guys. Like, how important are they to your success? I mean, they are a huge part of my success. I mean, granted, everywhere I've been, I've been fortunate to have great teammates and great coaches. But um, making this move to New Jersey with Mark Henry, Ricardo Almeida, having Frankie Perez, my one of my good best friends probably out here, a great training partner, and also my Muay Thai coach. And you got Nick Catone and Brian Blue and Steve Rivera. Just the list goes on with the name of guys. We got Frankie Egg, Marlon Morales, Edson Barbosa. It's like everybody's a teammate, but as well, they will also turn around and be a coach if you need it. Everybody's capable to hold mitts or hold pads or corner you if you need it, give you advice, break down film with you if you need it. If not, they're there to support you or work with you as a teammate. You're the drilling partner. They don't care what size you are. Edson Barbosa fights 155. Uh, we got Dez Morgan. He's a what, 55, 45-pounder amateur guy, but he's around my height. If I need somebody that's good at jiu-jitsu my height, he'll say, oh, I'll help you out. You know, it's one thing about this team. Nobody sits there and say, oh, I'm too small for you, bro, or, oh, I'm tired today, or, oh, I'm sick, I don't feel well. If you need work or you need help, everybody's going to be there to help you. And Mark Henry and our coaches, like the head coaches and professors, it's just amazing the insight and the brains they have. The fact Mark Henry's been around the USC for what? Well, Frankie Edgar's been in the USC what, like nine, ten years now, and Mark's been there with him every step of the way. So he got that game down pat. Like he knows what you need to do to prepare for every fight. Because look at Frankie Edgar. Then you got um, Nick Catone and Ricardo Almeida, who themselves were UFC stars. So they've trained it and they've been it. So you got them that's going to tell you what the judges want to see, what you got to do to win the fight, what you got to do to outwork this guy, what technique is going to work, what's not going to work, what's high percentage, what's low percentage, what you can get away from, get away with, but what you should probably get away from 
because it can get you caught in a fight. It's it's just amazing. Just the resources and everybody we have here in this little area of New Jersey, from Brick to Robbinsville, is the amount of help and resources and brains we have are limitless when it comes to UFC fighting and smarts in the fight world. Yeah, no doubt, man. You guys even had Chris Weidman this week training. That's just like, it's like endless resources to keep working with and moving around with. Um, once again, we're speaking with Corey Anderson, who's got a huge fight on the UFC 196 card. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter, Corey A underscore MMA. Corey, you mentioned earlier about sparring. And, you know, as young students and, and just aspiring fighters, what is your message in terms of sparring and how often you should do it as you just start learning the sport? I mean, like, as an advanced fighter, you know, you're doing it because, you know, you're ready for a big fight and things like that. But as a young fighter, how much do guys spar? I mean, it's hit or miss. It's, it's to each of their own. It's, you should spar when your body is able to spar. When I first started and I was with Rufus Sport, we only sparred twice a week. Um, when I went from there to Illinois and we just formed a team of first of Fiori MMA, Mark Fiori, who is Matt Hughes' old coach, and then we branched off and started our own gym in like an abandoned warehouse. We were sparring three times a week. It wasn't organized. We just picked three days throughout the week. Tech, so should we spar today? Sure, bring your gear. And we all just geared up and beat each other up. I mean, but you got to spar smart. And now here in New Jersey, we spar three times a week. Or if your body is up to it or not up to it, coaches say take a day off. Just drill today. Light touch spar. Or go hit the bag. Do movement rounds. Don't even hit pads. Hit the noodles so you don't hurt your hands. It's just different stuff. It's, it's all on how your body feels and how are you performing. If you're performing not so well in sparring, you probably should get those last two sparring. The first spar of the week, if you didn't perform that well, you should probably get those next two in. Make sure you get two more in. So the next one, you kind of fix up your mistakes. And that last one, you should try to get as crisp as you can. That way you can finish your week off and go into your day of rest. Or if you don't take a day of rest, whatever it is, with the mindset, okay, I finished this week strong. I got my three spars in. I know what I did wrong. I know what I did right. So next week, let's focus on this. And you write down your game plan. You back at it. If that first spar, you own the money and your body's kind of banged up still, you take that second day, the second spar day, take it off, you know, go light. Not off, off. I don't believe anything is off day, but you go a little lighter. You don't have to break a sweat every workout. Muscle memory comes from just repetition, repetition. You could rep something super slow a hundred times and not break a sweat really, and you probably got as good of a workout as somebody who goes 30 minutes, balls to the wall, and pouring sweat everywhere. It's all about what your body and what your mind take from it. Yeah, and that's, that's a great take, man. That's something interesting because, you know, back in, you know, five, six years ago, everything was like, you know, you got to work through everything. You know, it's like, you know, mind over matter. You know, your, your body's sore. Who cares? And you know, this makes a lot of sense where it's like listen to your body. If, you know, if you're not feeling right, something's wrong. Like you said, get the rest you need, the food you need. And then with sparring, you know, make sure you're feeling right. And, you know, be smart about your body because it's, it's actually it's a very physical sport, obviously, as you know. Um, I guess the next question I have for you is, you know, you want Ultimate Fighter 19, you know, as you look back now, how how much how has this experience been in the UFC? I mean, now you're on one of the biggest cards of the year, fighting, you know, in the bright lights. But how, what has this whole experience been like for you? It's been a roller coaster, man. Like, when I won the finale, it's like I told everybody. 
Everybody, like, man, what was it like? What was it like? What was it like going from the show to now you in the big times? Blase, blase. The only thing I can say is, like, man, my life flipped upside down in 61 seconds. I'm not going to have Van Buren out in the finale in 61 seconds. I walked out. I was on my phone before I walked out just to, like, check my Instagram stuff, make sure nobody posted good luck or whatever. I think I had, like, 800 followers or something on Instagram and maybe 1,000 on Twitter because I had it longer. And in 61 seconds from the time I went out there, fought, did my presses, and came back, my Instagram had went up to 3,000, 4,000 followers. My <laughs> Twitter was blowed up. My notifications was just to the point where it was just a plus sign. At the top of Twitter, it was just ridiculous. And all of a sudden, the next morning, I had a title, The Minute Man, and all this different stuff. And it was, the phones was ringing. And, and right then, I knew, like, well, this is what it's going to be like, I guess. Life just changed that fast. And it's just, you just got to embrace it. And I had fun with it. And you, like you said, you see me at the gym, you know me. I don't have that attitude like I'm any bigger than anybody else. I'm just like everybody. I'm dancing. I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying this roller coaster to the fullest. This is, I'm living life. I don't have any problems. I don't have anything to complain about. I wake up, I do what I want to do, and I have fun doing it. And, um, I mean, you could do that with anything in life, but... This is what I chose, and it all worked out for me. And it's just, it's fun. You know, it's hard work. Yes, it's hard work, but working hard is fun to me. I enjoy that. At the end of the day, I can look back and say, yep, I did that, or I busted my butt and I got it done. Now we can rest. It's hard while you're doing it, but once it's over with, you don't even think about it anymore, you know? So it can only last so long. Get it done and enjoy the rest of the day. No, I, and I, I give you a lot of a lot of credit for that, man. Because like when I first met you, when you first came to school, we we all knew who you were. But we're like, all right, how's he gonna be? Is he gonna be friendly? Was, and like you broke out your big smile and you started cracking jokes. And you know, boxing class now every Monday night with you is awesome. Like you you teach us a tremendous amount of stuff, but you do it like like you motivate us, but you're also you make it fun too. It's cool. It's like it's really just a refreshing experience. Like nobody knows what to expect, and then like you just make it you know fun for everybody. And it's also very hard too. Not gonna lie about that, but. It's just a really cool experience. Um, is that something that you look forward to doing, is teaching students and teaching young fighters or even just people trying to get in shape? Yes, when I'm done fighting, that is definitely the goal. I mean, before I took off in fighting, I was a college wrestling coach. I left college and went straight to coaching with my wrestling coach now at Lincoln College in Illinois, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I was making 220 bucks every two weeks. But I was living the time of my life. That was like what I'm doing now. I enjoy being on the mat with those kids, seeing these kids thank me. Um, my heavyweight that I worked with for two years, his freshman year, I told him, like, we can win nationals. You ride with me and we work hard, we're going to win nationals. His freshman year, he took third. His sophomore year, he won nationals. When he graduated, I told him, you won your national tournament or your national title, now it's time to go get my gold. And the next day, I packed my bags and I left college wrestling that's when I made the move out here to New Jersey to chase for the ultimate fighter, ultimate fighter finale. And um, that's just that's what I really enjoyed doing. When I first got here, I talked to Nick and Ricardo and all the coaches and told them, I was a wrestling coach before. I enjoy coaching. I'm a fighter now. But if you guys need anybody to teach classes or anything, I am more than willing to jump in and do it. That's my true inspiration and my true love and that is exactly what I plan to do once I retire. 
No, and, and you're definitely great at it, man. I, I speak from personal experience, but I have the bumps and bruises to prove it. Uh, to prove it. Um, as, as we look to your fight, <laughs> your big fight, you're fighting Tom Lawler, which actually came about because like a, a basically organized over Twitter, it seemed like. You guys kind of talked it out. What, what were your thoughts on trying to fight or going to fight Tom Lawler? I mean, when it started off, I got back to Jersey and I told Dana White he was at the um, Dead Series promotion, the first pro am card in PA, and Dana came up and talked to me um, behind the curtain before he left, and he said, "Yo, Corey, let me holler at you. So, what's what's your next move? What you want to do, man? You're a stud. You're taking short notice fights when I need you. What you want to do next?" And I told him, "Like, sure, if I want to rematch with Gian Vellante," and he told me, "Yeah, that's not realistic." Him and I said, "Yeah, that's not realistic." So what else you want? And I was like, you know what? I'm not sure. I'm about to take the rest of this time off. This is like October. Like, I'm going home tomorrow. I'm going to spend time with my family through the holidays. The day I get back in Jersey, I'll contact you and let you know I want something. And we'll go from there. And uh, the whole time I was home, I was talking to my manager, like, who can we call out? Not really call out, but who can we get next? And who can we pick a fight with? And everybody in the top 15, other than me, had a fight lined up already. And then I thought about, like, if I can't get Gian. Let's see, I fought Fabio Maldonado. Fabio beat Gian. Gian just fought Tom Lawler. Tom Lawler beat Gian. I stepped in for Tom Lawler to fight Fabio. Let's make it happen. It's only, it only seemed right. Let's pick this. Let's even a square. He beat Gian. I beat Fabio for him. Make it happen. And then my manager was kind of like, oh, let's wait a little bit. Let's wait a little bit. And I thought about something uh, Michael Biss. Not Michael Biss, excuse me. Um, Brian Stan had told me. When I was in Brazil, like, you got to take, like, a page like Conor McGregor. So you're at the point now where you can't bite your tongue. Any fights you want, you got to make it happen. You need to get on Twitter, and you got to start posting and tweeting. Like, start tagging people, calling people out. That's what you got to do now at the level you are. you succeeding, and you're a great, positive, and you're growing in this sport. So if you say something, people going to pay attention. They're going to start tweeting it, and it's going to happen. So, you know, that night I was just like, you know what, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to tweet Tom Lawler and see what happens. I didn't think he was going to respond. I just did it out of the blue because I had did it with Rampage before, and he never responded. But, like, five minutes later, my phone went off, and Lawler said, let's do it. <laughs> so, hey, we kept on working out the agreement. We picked a date, and we figured it out. And I tweeted Dana, like, yo, Dana, we got a set. Get us a contract. Next thing you know, it was announced. So, UFC 197, before it was changed, Corey Anderson and Tom Lawler will be fighting. Yeah, and it's, you couldn't you couldn't pick a better card now. I mean, with all the hype around, you know, with Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor, even with the Holly Holm fighting, it's a great card to be on. Now, if once you I'll say once you beat Tom Waller, what is your goals after that? Do you are you going to call somebody out in the cage, or do you have your eye on somebody else you want to challenge? You know, I, I can't say right now who I'm going to call out in the cage. It's just spur of the moment. You know, I'm not the type of person that like to think about what I'm going to say. Everything I say, if it's on my heart, I'm just going to say it. So if at the time they ask me to catch who you want next in my heart, if it's I don't know, I'm going to say I don't know. I get back to the locker room and I talk to my coach. If after I win, I got in my mind, like, oh, I want this guy next, that's what I'm going to jump on the mic and say. And I'm going to say it in the most respectable, positive, professional way. I'm not going to say it in a douchey way. I don't want nobody to think Corey Anderson think he's bigger than he is. You think he can go take on anybody. Yes, I believe I am the best in my weight division. That's what you have to believe in anything. You have to believe you are the best. But I know any time, any day, I can be beat just like anybody else. So I'm going to take the best professional man just so I cannot get a, 
get the right attention but not get the wrong attention at the same time. So we'll see come March 5th where my mind is at. No, that's, that's definitely fair enough, man. Before I let you go, I, I, my last question for you is this. There's a, there's a lot of kids right now looking up to you. You have a lot of fans. Give a message to all of them as they you know just get involved in martial arts or just you know as they just watch the sport of this martial arts. I give everybody the same message. I give anybody that comes to me and asks, what do you got to do? How did you do it? It's just got to work hard and stay focused. You can't have your mind set on a million things and try to conquer it all. You got to figure out one thing, one thing at a time. If this is what you want to do, if you want to fight, if you want to be a fighter, you got to get to a local gym or travel to a gym. You want to train at, talk to the coaches, let them know you're playing. I remember when I came in, I told Mark Fiore, I want to be like an Anderson Silva the new Anderson Silva, John Jones, and they're kind of like, ha, ha, ha. Let's work on being a Corey Anderson first. But then after, and this is before I even hit him pads or anything, then after into practice, he's like, wow, you actually could make it. Same thing Duke Rufus told me. In three fights, Corey, I could see you in the UFC. Nobody believed me when I first started saying it, but then I, I had my mindset, and that's what I want, and I'm here. So you just got to stay focused. You work hard day in and day out. You get in or you put in. You're going to get out what you put in. If you put in the hard work, you're going to get the results, no matter what, win, lose, or draw. At the end of the day, you will know you did what you had to or you need more work. So just stay focused, stay positive, stay level-headed, and keep working and let the results pay for itself or speak for themselves. Awesome. Corey, first of all, thank you very much for your time today. I know you're just winding down in between your sessions and Thank you for all your brutal boxing classes too, man. I, you you kill us on Mondays, but uh, best best of luck next. Best of luck against Tom Lawler. You know we give a lot of fans supporting you and rooting for you. So best of luck there, and just want to thank you again for your time today. Thank you, Tyson. Thank you, NCMMA Radio for having me on. Uh, looking forward to following you guys and seeing what happens in the future with the radio station. You better come on after your win, man. Call me. I'll be there. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Corey. Thanks, Tyson. Have a good one. Too. All right, once again, that was Corey Anderson, who was kind enough to join us um, in between one of his sessions, and he's winding down, you know, his sparring and everything else. And, you know, as a student, you know, it's a, it's so admirable. It's just crazy to watch him train. He trains so hard. He's always either hitting the bag, hitting pads, sparring. He's always working hard. So the results he gets now are just all through hard work and determination. Obviously, he's got talent, but he really, he really applies himself, and he's really going for it. So we want to thank him for his time today. Um, you know, be sure to watch them on UFC 196. It's a great card. And uh, we have a lot of other guests lined up in the coming weeks, so please, you know, continue to follow us. We're on Twitter, NCMMA underscore radio. So this is Tyson Roush. Thank you for your time. We'll talk to you again next time. Just hey.